Welcome to the Insecurity Project Podcast. Most people think the best you can do with insecurity is mask it, manage it, or medicate. I'm convinced this is a problem that can be solved for good, and that's what this show is all about. Join me for weekly 10-minute Tuesday episodes, live coaching demonstrations, and world-class interviews on the subject of overcoming insecurity. Now on to today's show. Be clear or be quiet. I think that's probably my favorite sentence in the whole of the Leverage book, and I'll unpack more about exactly what I mean by that and why I wrote that on this episode of 10 Minute Tuesday. But uh, speaking of the book, you might have seen that I, I got to be in Melbourne last week uh, running uh, and, and to launch the book uh, at the State Library Readings Bookstore, and it was quite an experience, swanning around Melbourne like a B-grade celebrity, signing books, posing for photos, <laughs> meeting fans, uh, having a publisher put on an event. And look, I don't know what your perception of my journey has been or whether you think that's an easy thing or a hard thing or a natural thing or an unnatural thing, but uh, I, I cashed in some virgin frequent flyer points and flew business class from Sydney to Melbourne and you know had the full experience. <clears throat> and I was, the, I was the only one in business class on the way home, so I was was being waited on hand and foot. And just thinking about the journey uh, from my first book to the fifth book, and and what a what a thrill ride it's been, and you know, it to the, the fact is not it's not lost on me that I I flew to a, a different city, not the city that I was born in, and there were a room full of people who came to hear me talk about something that I had written, and they weren't my friends and family; they were people. They were they were average people who had come across this work and were interested in it, and. The process of having that experience, of seeing that, of feeling that, of interacting with that, and just reflecting on how long I dreamed about that, how long I'd had that as, wouldn't it be incredible one day to write a book that actually made a difference, that was picked up by a publishing company that I got to launch, that people were excited about reading, and here I was living it, and uh, just, yeah, just, just magic, and the reason I'm telling you that now is is to go, this is how every result is is experienced, is created. There's a first creation in the unseen world, and the second creation is just a physical manifestation of what has already been created either by design or by default. So I'm telling you, I created that experience I had this week in Melbourne uh, maybe 10 years ago, maybe even 12 years ago when I first conceptualized it, and the ability to keep coming back to that truth, that that when I closed my eyes, when I pictured the end I had in mind, I was creating that. I was agreeing with it. I was resonating with it. I, I was signing up to that. I was writing that. I was narrating my own story. And I didn't know when, I didn't know how, but I knew one day I would open my eyes and that's what I would see. And so to have that experience uh, in real time, it, yeah, it, it was it was simply wonderful. So and you too, like what, the things that you dream of, the things that you wish for your life, that's exactly how you create them too. Um, be do have before you have any right to own that, before anyone else is saying about that about you, to go and be that person today for you to say that you are already there, that that is already true, to create that reality here and now in your own mind's eye and then to align yourself every day and then take the obvious action that is in line with that narrative of who you already are. And then, uh, lo and behold, that then manifests in the world. It's not airy-fairy, that's not magic, that's not the law of attraction. Um, that's first creation, second creation, Stephen Covey's finest insight. 
But now, back to be clear or be quiet. So uh, the, the, the point of this is at, at some point in your relationship, uh, so stuff matters. There, there are things that if you pretend for another moment that it doesn't matter, uh, the betrayal that happens internally, the chaos you create, uh, the lying and the game playing, the broken rapport with yourself, it becomes costly and you become aware of the cost that you wear. And so uh, you understand also that to be clear and to say it, it's going to cost you relationally. It's, it's a courageous thing to be clear or be quiet. It's a courageous thing to say, do you know what? Uh, this matters. This thing that you do or say to me matters to me. It does not make me feel good. I do not like it. I wish it would, it would not continue. I wish for something alternate. To say that out loud and on purpose is a big move. It fits in the context of the leverage model as the second stage because assertiveness is fruit. I think that's a really important distinction, perhaps a, a, you know, a really game-changing distinction if you can really come to terms with it because this is not about helping you be more assertive. Assertiveness is the overflow of security. So you know, stage one in leverage is to repair the relationship with yourself, to be, to be kind, to be loving, to eradicate insecurity so that you know that you have value. You know you are delightful. You know you are desirable. You know people are lucky to have you in their world. And so as a person who matters, uh, then what you want and don't want also matters. And to pretend that's not true doesn't make sense anymore. So security, if you come into a relationship secure, then inevitably you will, you will experience more conflict because little things matter and you will have to speak up about them because you've kind of already ruined the alternative of not speaking up. So it's kind of like I deserve to be able to say that because I matter. So it's only a little thing to you and it's only a little thing to me. But if we don't say it and I'm not clear about it, uh, about what I desire, about what matters, about uh, the consequences of it not being dealt with, then uh, it won't be good for us and the space between us will be polluted. So there's that. To be clear or to be quiet is to speak very precisely about what it is that you want and what will happen if you don't get it, not as a threat. I think threats and bluff is the opposite of being clear or being quiet. It sounds like you're being really clear, um, but you're being demonstrative, and what you're actually saying when you nag, when you threaten, when you bluff, is that you don't actually mean this. What you're clearly communicating is the other person can ignore your threats, can remain unmoved, can not change anything, and no bad thing will happen to them. You will get upset for a while, then settle down and go back to how things have always been. So in a way, you are still clearly communicating, uh, but what you are being clear about is that there is no need for change and there will be no negative consequences and there is no problem. So uh, if you can be clear about what you're clearly communicating, then that obviously doesn't make any sense. So uh, a much better plan is to actually be clear about what you want and what will happen if you don't get it, not because you're being threatening, but just because you're speaking the truth. You know that if this continues, it will be bad for you. It will be bad for both of you. You are a good person who desires to be loved. And so if this doesn't change, you won't want to be in that relationship. <laughs> and because you deserve to be loved, you don't have to do things you don't want to do. You're not coming, you're not showing up needy or desperate. Uh, you have options. So uh, you're already in too deep. 
I have people tell me all the time when they go straight to this idea of clarity, I wish I had clarity. That's the problem. I'm just not clear about what I want, Jamin. So it's very hard to communicate because I'm, you know, some days this matters to me, some days that matters to me. You know, I, I feel petty. Uh, so I just choose to be quiet. Um, the point is, you could have clarity now because you already do know what matters. You're just pretending not to know because you unconsciously understand the cost of being clear. You know that the moment you actually hold the line, then you're going to have to hold the line all the way through. Uh, and that's going to raise some serious consequences for you. Because if you're clear about what it is that you don't want, well, guess what? Your friend, your partner, your kids, your boss, your roommate, whoever it is, is also given an opportunity to be clear about what they want and what they don't want. And so you are inviting conflict into your world. That's costly. You will break the equilibrium. So you, of course you could have clear. Of course you already know. You're just pretending not to because you don't want to deal with the consequences. But if you go back to the security piece, then it's it's too bad. It's too late. If you know that you deserve to be loved, that you are a good person, you are delightful, then you have options, well, then uh, it's too late. Uh, because you matter, then the things that matter to you uh, will have to be said. The cool thing, if you can understand, be clear or be quiet, though, it does it does short-circuit lengthy conflict because you don't have to be demonstrative, aggressive. Uh, you don't have to nag and complain. Um, you just have to say it once and walk away. And if the other person understands you're telling the truth, then they instantly have a choice to make and they understand the full implications of the choices they've got. And so things get solved very, very quickly when you are clear or quiet. Uh, I, I like that distinction because it is far better to be quiet than be unclear or pretend to be clear or trick clarity by sounding so clear but actually never being willing to follow through with the consequence so in inadvertently uh, communicating that you can be bullied and can be pushed off the turf it is far better for you and for the other person just to be quiet um, but obviously then you are game playing and descend into an arrangement. If you want intimacy again, well, look, be clear or be quiet. That's the only way this works. So your challenge, if you wish to accept it, is to be honest. Get out a pen and paper. Go to a quiet space. Look into your own heart and give yourself the gift of truth-telling and honesty about the things that are important to you. Whenever couples or whenever anyone kind of questions me about this book and, and the implications of using leverage, they're often thinking about extreme cases. And my response is always, no, this is about the little things because little things become big things if they don't get addressed. So I'm inviting you to pick on the little things, to be honest about the little things, and then be clear about those little things. Be clear about what matters to you and be clear about what will happen if the things that matter to you do not change. They're not addressed. I was speaking to someone today and their great uh, response to this idea was, hang on a minute, um, I, I always thought you're not supposed to leverage up in your relationships. Marriage is about compromise and what you give to the other person. So you know, coming in with these strong demands just feels so icky. Uh, I get that. That's common. But just to have a clean look at that in the cold light of day and to flesh that out and see what happens... That end is not pretty and it is not what you want. And you didn't get into a relationship for it to end in an arrangement. 
So uh, leverage is simply about bringing some skill to the game off the back of your own sense of value and worth, knowing that you matter and you deserve to be treated well. Uh, you've, you've got a bunch of leverage simply when you understand that. Hope that's useful. I'll speak to you again next week. You've been listening to the Insecurity Project podcast. All you need to solve any problem is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. If this is your year to be insecurity free, jump on the insecurityproject.com and begin your journey to become unhindered by getting a free copy of the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity.